My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's No Talk 1071. Woo! We're all about entertainment and talking about the snow, the snizzard coming up, which it's is a snow snizzard blizzard. 2023. That's right. And we want you to be involved. 651 641 1071. Bradley and I started talking about sledding this morning and what it was like back in the day. Um, when you could be out all day and your mom didn't know where you were. When we were kids. <laughs> yes. Bradley, what is your most favorite like snow memory? I'm, there could be several. Well, but. I was just going to tell you, too. I want to give you uh, listeners a little background, too. So this morning, um, like I think it was Quinn and Holly and I were talking about how, like, you know, or essentially we were doing that thing to poor Quinn where we were like, when we were kids, <laughs> they didn't have helmets. We just snow, you know, went sledding on, on you know, our, our butts. Our stomachs. And, and, um, and I literally thought, my God, all the things we did as kids that, like, would not be allowed today. And so that just got us on the topic of sledding. And I, I, I was telling you, like, I remember, even as late as college, right down over at... I guess I can't think of exactly where this is. It's essentially Highland Park in St. Paul, not far from where we are. There's a water tower and they had these big hills. And we used to like, um, I don't want to say, let's just say there might have been a barricade, but we, we were able to finagle our ways past yeah, this barricade to you get were given permission then. Yeah, oh, yeah. To get okay. to the top of this very big hill and then sled our way down, but specifically to an area where there was a big jump. So that it would launch us at the bottom of the hill, (laughs) airborne, Mm -hmm. several feet into the air, and then we would come, you know, like, just all of our body weight smack down against the earth with no visible means of protection. Right. And I just don't know that... I'm sure kids do that to this day, but um, I just feel like when (laughs) when we were kids, I don't know how we ended up without... Like tongue ectomies or broken bones. Well, because you know no, you'd like true. bite your tongue mm, from like ow. slamming against the ground so hard. Yeah, that's a terrible feeling. What about you? Uh, well, we used to always go out to this huge driving range, which in the winter isn't being used, and it would be like a hundred people. You know, this is when you're a teenager, and we would. It, it was a huge hill, and I remember people would take the hoods off of their cars yeah you were telling me this i'm like people literally remove i don't even how do you even do that well you have to have some tools but like it would be like six guys on a car hood going down the hill and you're like i hope that is so country it's like like, wow are they gonna stop before the highway because they just keep going i mean eventually you're gonna also a flying piece of metal doesn't Mm. seem like a good idea well People were doing it, not all oh, of them, for sure. but like people that were like had a bang. Oh, we all did and... things like tops of trash cans. Remember mm-hmm. when trash cans used to be metal? <laughs> My mom would give me a pizza pan, and that's yeah. what I used yeah. until I got a red, just like it was just a plastic sled that you could, you know. My- my favorite were the ones. Remember the roll-up ones that were just pure plastic, That's and they what would, I had. and uh, you'd go down a hill, and if there was any obstruction, it would just tear right through. Yeah. The worst snow exam. Uh, and by the way, no, do we, we do have callers on the line, right? We do. Yep. Um, six five one six four one one zero seven one. The most the most terrifying moment of my life was my cousin Tammy and I. They had a hill behind their house, and it went straight down. So it was like the perfect sled hill. The problem is it went straight down into a forest. 
And by forest, I mean a bunch of trees (laughs) and bushes Mm -hmm. and vines and things and sticks and twigs and rocks. And you had to like, it was the best hill ever, but you had to dump from your sled before the bottom or you'd go through the forest and you'd get chopped up by the trees, right? (laughs) Yes. So one time we go down tandem together in our sled. Mm -hmm. And as we're shooting down, we're like, okay, just, you just got to jump before the the drop off. Yeah. We both jumped the opposite direction. Sure. Which canceled each other out. <laughs> like the force canceled out. Like we couldn't jump because we were both trying to go this, the opposite way. So the force just spun us around in reverse. And we started hurtling straight reverse. down backwards through this bramble, like literally limbs flying everywhere. We were laughing and screaming and crying so hard. I don't know. I think we just survived on the sheer youth of our yeah. of our bodies, not yes. being like torn limb from limb. Yeah. So much fun yet. So so unbelievably terrifying. Okay, well let's talk to Jeremy. He's been waiting for a few minutes here. Hi, Jeremy. Can you tell us about Good your... afternoon? Good afternoon. What was your uh childhood sledding or snow experience oh i mean a lot of them growing up in the late 70s early 80s but the best was living in south st paul our practice football field was sunken oh and so you had these hills come up around and in the corner you had like four or five different runs coming at angles and you would all kind of meet at the bottom well we would play smash up derby <laughs> sledding. With your bodies, yeah, of course. Try and meet, smash into each other. Oh, my god! Oh, God, that sounds like so much fun, yet terrifying. Don't you kind of miss it? An absolute blast. Yeah, we had so much fun. Oh, cool. Well, maybe you'll get to do that again. Uh, no. Doubt it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm paying for it now. Let's say that. Yeah, wrapped it. We'd wrap ourselves in polyurethane foam. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. exactly. Don, do you remember? Do you remember too how we could be outside for hours and like the cold did not bother us? Oh yeah, my mom would be like, "Come back when the porch lights are on." You know, she would wrap me up. She would. My mom would wrap me like scarves around my wrists so that the (laughs) snow won't get down in my glove. Yeah, well, because we didn't have all them high tech fibers. No, to keep you warm. And I was like a marshmallow person. Yeah, and you know, I would come back and the neighbor dog who was an alaskan malamute would play with me oh, oh he loved it so much he'd throw you, you around like a dog toy he would yeah who we, else is on the phone we have faith on the line hi faith how are you i'm doing well how are you good we're doing great we're surviving and advancing through this now what was your snow experience as a kid did you have a sledding memory i do the town i grew up in um had one hill where everybody went sledding and one of my best friends lived on a farm, and mm-hmm. he would bring an inner tube to like like a tractor tire size oh, yeah. inner tube. Yes. And we were in middle school, and we would pile about a dozen of us on that inner tube, and go whipping down the hill and flying off oh, every time we'd hit a bump. And in one winter, one of my girlfriends broke her shoulder. Sure. Of course. She got yeah. hit by a wooden sled, and another one oh, broke her ankle. Oh, I had a friend, Allie, who broke her leg mm. um, on, on one of those big Ow. tubes. She ran into a stop sign. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, at the end of a hill. Faith, so. thank you for that terrifying story. <laughs> the tubes, man, the tubes. I will cool. say also, you know, the things that scared me were those toboggans with the metal runners. 
Oh, I don't know how those things were ever allowed. I mean, that would slice right, <laughs> slice it's, an arm right off. Those are like the olden days whenever people just had to walk home and carry some, like a. Uh, they went to the butcher and they oh, got a big boar's what? head and they put it on okay, there. Okay, the big block of cheese and their other. Okay, splash. this is not pioneer days. I wanted in to be. 1872. I love that time period. Oh well, if you have any more snow memories, feel free to uh, tweet us or send us an email. The snow Marie's. We'll just call them snow Marie's. And we are going to talk about uh, some more snow stuff when we come back. In fact, Dawn was very concerned yesterday that you folks in St. Paul didn't have any free spots to park, <laughs> but she found you some. And uh, I reached out to my friends over at Boulevard, and they gave us an answer to the age-old question: Should those wipers be up? Or down. We'll find out what they think when we return right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And uh, guys, we're so glad you're here with us today. You might uh, have gotten out of going into work today because of the um, snizzard that's coming, which is snizzard. a snow blizzard. We're not sure if it's just going to be snow or a blizzard, but with the winds, it looks like it's going to be white Big out dump, conditions. 2023. Pew, that's pew. right. Yes. So yesterday we had a discussion with uh, the great folks at the Minneapolis Public Works and Safety. Yeah, our good friend Joe. Yes, Joe told us all about the free parking that's available for people, um, which is a great thing, especially whenever the plows are going to be coming through, and they really, really would love for you to get your to get your get your car, car off, off the road the street, if you can. Right. And, you know, I had asked him and put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I is, love how you ask him about St. Paul. He's like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Call St. Paul. I, I was like, hey, do you know what St. Paul's doing? And he's like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, it's kind of a lot to ask. That was a stupid question. But no, I did no, want to no know. No stupid questions, only stupid answers. Right. Except his answer wasn't stupid. No, no, no. Like no, that. he was super helpful. He was. He was but like, you, I'm not sure. Like, you had a great question, yeah. um, and you ended up finding the the even better answer. I did. So, um, looked up, uh, you know, the same situation here with St. Paul. They're, they have so many ramps where you can park. So, beginning today at 5 p.m., you can't do it yet, but they would love for you to get your car off the street. They You can enter and park um, your vehicle until Saturday at noon at no cost at all of these ramps. There is the Smith ramp, the Kellogg underground ramp, Lawson ramp, Lower Town ramp, 7A, Robert Street Ramp, Block 19 Ramp, two more, World Trade Center Ramp, and the Wellstone Parking Ramp. And if you missed any of those, we'll put that on our show page because there's a literal map. There is. There's a great big map. And I'm like, wow, there's so... It just gives you an idea in your mind. You think about the city and then you think about... All of the tiny streets and where people live. Well, and I will say they also have a snow emergency and parking map for the entire city that's super easy to get to, which we'll put, uh, it's all linked to the same place, but it shows you like a real time map of what's where you can park so that because there's already a snow emergency declared, I'm assuming there was one because Joe, didn't Joe say they were going to declare one uh, tonight? Yeah, in Minneapolis, or was it last night? I don't remember. Anyway, moral of the story is there's already a snow emergency declared in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. So to like get ahead of all of the un, uh, likely s- snow, you can find out exactly like where to maneuver yourself. And it really, looking at the map, even if you d- aren't in the situation, it'll give you an appreciation just for how much work they have to do. 
you know, you think, wow, it's a lot of work. But then when you actually look at the map, you're like, wow, there's so many, so many hours go into this and, and they're doing their best. So and there definitely. has the snow emergency's already been declared in Minneapolis. Oh, too, has, so, OK, yeah. OK. And I know other cities have. I was looking through the list yesterday. So just obviously you guys know how to take care of yourselves. But Dawn found these wonderful park free parking spots for those of you that are in and around St. Paul. That's right. So take advantage of those. Um, and we'll put it on our show links page as we speak. Dawn, in Missouri, do they have this like wipers up, wipers down conversation ever? <sighs> yes. Um, and I was... you guys get weather. Oh, yeah, we do. We get we get feet of snow and... You know, it used to be more, I feel like, back in when I was a kid, but maybe it's just because I was little <laughs> and it looked like more. Sure. But we also get really wicked ice storms where, you know, you look at a tiny tree branch and there's like, you know, six inches around the tree branch. It's 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 very destructive and you can go without power for a couple of weeks. Well, this this wipers up, wipers down conversation is one that was new to me when I moved to Minnesota some 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear me say this constantly because this is the year uh, 30 years ago that I'm or this is you know what I'm saying. This yeah, is it's my 30th anniversary. anniversary. Anyway, uh, so I grew up, you know, uh, outside, well, like in the Midwest. But then when I was uh, car driving age, I was in Texas. So this whole wind windshield wipers up or down thing was not something I was familiar with until I moved here. And I still am always like, is that like a thing? Is that a real thing? Or why is it a thing? Like, I had a lot of questions. Right. As we do. And what do we do when we have questions, curious friend? Well... I like to just fill in the blanks for myself and say, yeah, that's the truth. She just makes things up. No, you don't. You are are literally one of the most curious people I know, and you go digging for things, um, as do I. And so I went digging yesterday uh, with our friends over at Boulevard, and I said, hey, you guys probably got a pin. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline about whether we should put our wipers up or down and why do we even do that do you want to hear what they said i do because yesterday i on the show i was under the impression that keeping your wipers up is bad for your wipers and somehow it makes them freeze and crack okay damages them all right well here's what i can tell you okay uh our friend andrew over at boulevard said the following good question 
This is uh, don't you love when people say good question because you know there's a long answer coming. I love it. There's not an easy answer, which is good. But here's what he said: It all comes down to how diligently you scrape your windshield of ice. Ice is really the problem with damage to the wiper, and the ice can prevent the wiper from cleaning properly. Whether you leave them up or down, the windshield needs to be cleaned well before use. So I would say the largest advantage to leaving them up is you just won't have to spend any time clearing ice from the wiper blade itself. If I know it's going to be warm out when it's first snowing, and then it's going to get cold before I get back to my vehicle, I usually try to put them up to prevent the ice building up on the blade or freezing the blade to the glass. Then he goes on to say that was a really long answer. I hope that was helpful. Oh, totally it helpful. It actually was super helpful, right, Andrew? Because, or you're Dawn, but Andrew was answering the question. Um, yes. Uh, it's a, My Andrew voice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a great answer because what it says is it depends. And it really just depends on what the weather is like. Mm-hmm. And the whole ice thing makes total sense. So if you want to keep your, if you think that the ice is going to be significant by the time you get back to your car, probably leave them up. Because then you'll have less to deal uh, with when it comes to like chipping the ice yeah. off and stuff. You don't have to peel your, your wiper yep. away. First, why did I think that? Well, probably somebody told me not to do that. You could be point. right, though, Don, because think about it. If your car is going to be out in like sub zero temperatures for a long time and wind, that might, I don't know, that might degrade the. I don't think your answer is wrong. Right. I, I was, well, right. It is kind of wrong, but. It doesn't matter. It all has to do with the windshield. So having them up for some reason, like I've had people, I think this is an ice thing. This could be an ice thing that they have them up and out and the ice would form around the whole mechanics of it and form like a huge. And then you'd break it off. And then it's like, all right, it's stuck in place now in this frozen position you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. And that probably just depends on the age of your car, because I also imagine the technology on the different um, wiper wiper mechanisms mm-hmm. varies by the age of your car, but also the make and model of your car. So obviously you want to check your manufacturers. But I do think his his rationale makes sense. Yes. That if you know it's going to ice or ice will likely form before you get back to your car, you could save yourself the trouble of knocking the ice off the actual blade. Well, thank you to the expert, Andrew, Yeah, at Boulevard Auto Works. And by the way, they'll give you all sorts of great answers for any questions. Just reach out because they love they love my talkers, and I know my talkers love them. We had a call, though, it looked like. So, Mike, was that some helpful was information? Was it Andrew from Boulevard we Auto did. Works? No, the, he's the like, expert? I didn't say none of that. It or was, was another expert. It was a lovely Kate who said she just made this up, but it works great. Wrap them in tinfoil. You know what? She said Someone that's what said she... they put. It was um, one of our uh, listeners who said they put garbage bags around oh, their windshield okay, wipers. Okay. You do, you girls and boys. Love the tinfoil idea. Yeah. That's quick. She yeah. wraps it right around. And, or like uh, a glove. A glove. Some saran wrap. <laughs> hey, we gotta go. Dawn's doing dreams when we come back right here on my talk. Wait, and if you are. Take it from me. Put your trust in Livia Way Control Centers. I went to Livia Way Control Centers and it really worked for me. Uh, they're the experts. They will work with you to build personalized nutrition plans. You're going to go in 
tell them what you're, you've been struggling with or, or, or um, what they'll say, okay, well, what's your day like? And then you go through like, this is when I wake up. This is whenever I can relax and have lunch. And they will customize a plan for you. They're registered dietitians and nutritionists. They make it so simple and you can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks. I lost a little bit um, around 30 pounds with Livia. So join today. Get your first eight weeks free when you mention me. Don't wait. So call today, 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. Come to Livia and experience life-changing weight loss. And uh, once again, right now, if you call, you're going to get your first eight weeks free. That number again, 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com. Inspiration. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. And on Wednesdays, I interpret dreams. It's something that I learned in my life to do from the School of Metaphysics. And um, yeah, so we have your dreams right now with our segment. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dream. 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 gonna tell you about your dreams. Hey, Dawn. Hey. You know, listeners love your dream interpretation. They love it. Like my friend Deb. Yeah, Deb. We're going to try to get through four today. Wow. So let's get right into Deb's dream. What All does right. she say? Deb says, hey, Dawn, my coworker tells me, this is her dream. My coworker tells me he's going to be gone on medical leave for a month. So I asked what was wrong. And then he opened his mouth and a pineapple was growing out. Then I realized the sides of my mouth were made of pineapple, and I started scraping them like crazy to get it out. Ew. All right, that's okay. Deb's dream. What the heck does pineapples in your mouth mean? Okay, Deb, you're dreaming about productivity because you're dreaming about work. And um, this you got to think of your coworker. If you know him, and it's actually the person that's in your dream, you're dreaming about yourself. So you have to think about what the qualities are that this person has. Okay, three qualities. That's up to you. Now you say he's leaving for a month. Now fruit is knowledge, and there's it's coming out of his mouth. You have it coming out of your mouth. That's usually where you consume the knowledge if you're chewing and eating. Okay. So it's you have too much knowledge to consume right now, and it has to do with your productivity. Oh. So a part of your personality says, I'm out of here. You, you're not going to use those qualities that your coworker has to try to process this. So what is it that you're trying to process when it comes to knowledge? There's too much information right now, and you're not able to use those qualities that your coworker has Operator to deal with them. information. So basically, the pineapple and the, the it's whatever the coworker represents to her, that part of her is like, I'm out. Right. I got too much going on. I'm not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. So this is a way that she's trying to become, be productive, and there's too much knowledge for her to process. Okay. Got it? All right. Thank you. Okay. I hope Deb finds some... Uh, also, thanks for putting that weird image in my head, Deb. That was kind of freaky, <laughs> and it's just creepy. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's a dream. So now let's move on to Maria. Maria has a very quick email for Mm -hmm. you, Dawn. Her dream is very simply one, no, two sentences. It is as follows. Quote, 
I saw a broken arm fall from a tree. No blood, just a body part. I noticed some kind of bracelet or watch. That's it. Okay. That's Maria. It sounds like it's simple, but it's actually more complicated. It sounds like very existential, so just bear with me here. An arm is represents your resolve to attain a goal or achieve a goal. So it's your resolve within yourself. It is separated from the rest of your body. So you're just dreaming about this resolve within yourself. And uh, the bracelet is outward expression of value. And then the tree is subconscious existence. So I said it was going to get weird. Oh, God, yeah, this is getting deep. So her subconscious had an arm fly out of it. (laughs) So your subconscious existence. So it's the state of being within your mind that isn't your conscious mind. This is the place where you recreate things and where you create things. So you're dreaming about specifically a part of, Let's say you want to achieve something. Let's say it is you got, you know, you you got this new camera and you want to learn how to use the camera, but you're feeling overwhelmed. You are trying to figure out, um, you're trying to use your will and your resolve within yourself to achieve the goal. I just use the camera as an example. It's like you have something on your plate where you have to really use your resolve to complete it. So this is her subconscious saying you're going to have to use your resolve or this is just her working this out. She's observing it. She's observing Uh, that what I have to do to complete this process is to use a lot of resolve. So if there is something going on in her life that seems like a long process that she's dealing with, she's going to have, you know, that would be a good reflection for her to put some resolve into action. It's it's really a great dream because sometimes we become overwhelmed with. Like you think, I'm going to, you know, I want to do something like, let's say, learn Japanese. You have to break it down into parts where you're like, I'm going to achieve this goal. Like this week, I'm going to You need spend, a manageable goal. That's yeah. right. And so Bite she's size. looking at the specific thing of resolve to help her achieve whatever goal it is. Got it. So focus about. on your resolve, honey. Yeah, that's right. All right, Maria. God, we are, you're just nailing these today, Dawn. <laughs> So we've got pineapples, we've got body parts falling out of trees. It's a normal dream day, (laughs) if you will. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't be a dream if something weird didn't happen. Okay. From Diana, here is a very nice little email for you. She says about her dream, I was putting on sparkly eye makeup to go somewhere. I was taking a lot of time to get it perfect. The weird part is I lost my central vision in one eye on Christmas this year. I think maybe she means in real life. That's I think you're right. And then she goes on to say, because I'm like, that's a really weird dream. I can't see to put on eye makeup like shadow or liner, anything where you close the opposite eye. So I think she's saying like she had a dream and then she had this real life connection, right? Well, yes and no. What I would do in this situation is completely take out... The weird part is that I lost my central vision in one eye that's Christmas. Okay. So that part to me, no offense, that sounds like a terrible thing that happened. I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. But we're going to take that out because that is something that's happening so in the real dream, life to her eye that does not have anything to do with the dream. So the dream is really just the eye makeup that she can't get perfect. Yes. So um, so basically, this is about um, how she perceives things. 
so she was re- she's really been she's been feeling vulnerable about how she's perceiving things. And I'm, I'm not saying like seeing like physically seeing it's her perception of situations. So she's seeing things in a certain way that she it makes her feel very vulnerable. And she's trying to cover up the vulnerability and put on maybe a show mm. that what she's observing she can't really show her true feelings to people about what she's observing. Yeah, so her friend goes, her do you like vulnerable. this dress? Right. And she's like, that is an ugly dress, but I do not feel comfortable telling her that because she's going to call me out. Yeah, that's a very simple way of explaining it. And it could be something that simple because we don't process everything we go through during the day. But it, Or it difficult. could be a vulnerability like, you know, her mother says, do you really love me? And she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be flip about it, but like it could be a far more meaningful uh, experience, but it could be as simple as like, mm-hmm. does this dress look good on me? Yeah, absolutely. Just okay. you are perceiving things in a certain way and you're trying to cover up the vulnerability. Vulnerability. Okay. All right. Well, hey, look, I think we have time for one more. Yes. Which is good because that gets us to four. All right. And this is from, is, did she describe herself this way? Yes, she okay. does. Because all I see in front of me are the following words from lesbian Jen from Duluth. And I was like, <laughs> yes. I hope that <laughs> Jen yes. has identified he does. Uh, as lesbian. Okay. I know she did. Uh, she said, follow the uh, quote. I was on a giant commercial flame full, full of people. Uh, did I say flame? Yeah. Plane full of people, and Gail King was the pilot. Dressed as a pilot in everything. Hey, Gail. <laughs> I got up from the plane seat and had to go to the bathroom and was begging and pleading, Gail, land this plane so I can pee. <laughs> Gail yelled at me, but we landed in the winter forest. I was peeing outside in the of the plane and people were looking at me. Gail got so mad and I jumped back in the plane. We took off again. I felt embarrassed and ashamed for making the plane land. Oh, okay. So that's a plane. Yeah. The plane, the plane, the plane is about um, actually a large organization. It could be your job. It could be a school. It could be a church, a company. It's a large organization of people. Okay. All right. And, you you are Gail King. You are the pilot, Jen. Because the celebrity thing, wait, you taught me about this. Yes, yeah, so it's actually an imagined part of herself. So she, the qualities that she sees in Gail King, which she probably admires, who doesn't love Gail King? Yeah. All the qualities you think about Gail King, and if you kind of never really think about her, just kind of go through in your head what those would be. Um, that is That is the part of you that you feel like isn't real, but you're using that part of yourself to hold things together when it comes to this large organization you're involved in. And you have to think about, is this, is this helping you achieve what you want in life or is this impeding what you would want to achieve, achieve in life? Mm. Now, once you feel like you have to go to the bathroom, the bathroom or anything you do in the bathroom, it's removing unwanted thoughts and cleansing of your mind. So, you know, when you have that chatter in your head, that's like, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Yeah. You know, so you got to poop it out in your dream. That's right. And sometimes you do it in public. And sometimes you feel like the other part of yourself isn't letting you let go of things. Yeah. Gail does not want you to let go. The imagined part of you. Right. But you you don't have to, you need to go. So you realize that you're going to need to, Get rid of all these unwanted thoughts that are non-productive. And I understand because this is 
you know, I think a lot of people use their energy within the day to get through all of the weeds and that mess before you can get to some clarity. Mm-hmm. So you, you're like, everything has to come to a screeching halt so I can get rid of all this stuff before I go on to achieve my goal in this organization, whatever that is. All right. And it could be the organization of anything, you know, the community that you feel like you're in. Yep. Okay. Or your church. That's right. Or, or just like how you how you um, see yourself as a member of a group. All right. All right. Gosh, sense. you did a great job today. Four dreams. You guys, if you want Dawn to interpret your dream, she'll weave it by uh, responding to your email. You can send her an email on our show links, or not our show links page. You know what I'm saying. On our show page, there should be a link for you to email Dawn directly. Not our show as a team, because that email still doesn't work. Okay, oh when gosh, we come back. So weird. When we come back, coffee. You guys, Starbucks has announced they're testing something out really weird. At least it's weird to me. I want to get Dawn's thoughts on it and yours when we return right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We start our day with coffee. Some of uh, us do. Some of us do early. I'm reaching tea. for my coffee right now. I've gotten hooked on coffee again. Not hooked, but I do like it. And no, so- you're hooked. You can't help it. That's true, because I just like almost went ballistic this morning when I couldn't find any, and I was sort of in a rush. And I'm like, it. why aren't people making coffee? Anyway, you have a story that Starbucks is trying something new. Oh, God. I like. I don't want to do the thing. Uh, contempt prior to investigation is generally oh. something I like to avoid. But I saw this headline, and I was like, what? Okay. You've heard it all. <laughs> But I am here to tell you about a new drink or a series of drinks that Starbucks has in the works thanks to their CEO and something he discovered on a fabulous Italian getaway. Of course. Of course. Introducing Starbucks Oleato. Coffee meets olive oil. Welcome to an experience like no other. Your coffee ritual uplifted. Okay. Olive oil in coffee. Ew! Who's putting olive oil in coffee? Well. That's nasty. I had a boyfriend for a while. Who okay, was a where is this going to go? Yeah, I've had, Mike, I have we can only wonder where she's about to take us. Okay, you had a boyfriend once. He was also a special effects artist, but he was at the same time, not on the side, a barista, a manager at Starbucks, because that's what artists have to do. He... Used to make me coffee all the time and put butter yep. in the coffee. Oh, yeah, that's that bulletproof coffee, right? Bulletproof? Yeah, that's a thing. All the, like, paleo, keto oh. people out there, they're like, yeah, you got to put the butter in there. It gives you all them uh, fatty chain acids. <laughs> Trust me. I, triglyceride. Yeah, we yeah, tried I that on that. the, I almost said a bad word because <laughs> oh. I just get so triggered you by do? this. <laughs> we um we tried that on the old uh, the old the show the that predates this one yeah and um it was vile it was greasy oh, nobody I wants loved an it. ice nobody wants an oil slick on their coffee you liked it I loved it I loved, what did you love about it um well I really like I really like real butter and not like it was salted real butter so just a little bit and I like the saltiness. That would contrast with your bitter coffee, the bitter and the salty. But then it also 
was creamy. Ooh, I'm using words I hate. No, no. I'm sorry. I I, I need to just tell you, though, that this particular... It's very smooth. This particular series of beverages, uh, Starbucks Oleato beverages, greasy... They should just call it, like, like oil slick. Greasy Starbucks. They are... um, First of all, I want to tell you the details. Italy will be the first to experience Starbucks Oleato, with three beverages coming to Starbucks Italy stores, and four beverages arriving to their Starbucks Reserve Roastery Milan. That's a lot of words with oh, trademarks. Uh, I was there in Milan. Did you go to the Starbucks? I didn't because my boyfriend hates coffee. He oh, but you've been to Milan. Okay, well, the next time you... Well, I was going to go, but he was opposed. To what? He didn't want to go to Starbucks. He hates coffee culture. Oh, well, he's probably not going to be a fan of Oleato. Anyway, I following Italy, go. Starbucks will begin to introduce beverages. I also just have this vision, and I want like real Italians to call us, because I just feel like there are people in Italy going, olive oil and coffee? And if you read through the like narrative that they've created to explain how this was created... It literally is like, oh, I wish I could find the exact words, but the CEO was like hanging out on his Italian holiday and he always has a habit in the morning of drinking some olive oil. And so then he decided, I wonder what that would be like in my coffee. And then uh, he put it together and was like, oh, my God, I think this might be really good. And I'm like, you're the head of a major like worldwide chain. I I imagine this was like this was a product idea and no shame in that game, but I just don't feel like olive oil and coffee is a winning combination. Pairing. No, absolutely not. People want I mean, have you met people in their fancy drinks? They want chocolate and caramel and raspberry and vanilla and I just want black coffee. Yeah. But when it comes to flavors, I'm like, who's getting the olive oil espresso? <laughs> uh, well, they're starting it. In, it must be a thing in Italy or they wouldn't start it there. And I looked up the word oleato in case it wasn't a word at all. Oh, I'm and sure it, it means really like oily. Greased, greased coffee. It's <laughs> greasy oiled, coffee. Oiled coffee, greased coffee. And again, look, I don't want to just shame something for being new and different or... Um, you know, from somewhere else. Like, that's not who I am. I'm an extremely curious and open-minded human. But the idea of olive oil and coffee, like, I love olive oil on bread. I want to try it. Let's make some. Let's do it. On do you want to have greasy coffee on Friday? Yep. Okay. Food porn this Friday. We're going to get all greasy with some coffee and some olive oil. It's some do Evie, a first cold press. As our friend Rachel Ray always says, E-V-O-O. E-V-O-O. Which, as Colleen would always point out, is more syllables than olive oil. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> so is. your abbreviation is pointless. Yes. I have some, actually, this is fancy. I have some um, French olive oil that is that a friend of mine, Tony, gave me when she came from France and it has it's pistachio oil is that not going to work i mean because you do whatever you want i think we oil. just okay, it's all, yeah. as long as we have olive oil okay it'll be uh, yeah it has I'm to be gonna olive oil i'm going to bring our genuine italian olive oil from costco okay <laughs> and costco by all accounts has genuine olive oil and then we're going to mix it with coffee 
Mike, what do you feel about this? I'll give it a I'm, I still enjoy the butter in the coffee. You so do? Yeah, went, get it greased, I went, Mike. I went through a, a keto phase in my life, Bradley. I'm sorry. But no, no, no. It it's intru- fine. That's when it was introduced to me. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the few things I'm like, oh, man, I can get behind that. I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's a very What do you good love taste. about tell it, us, though? Tell us what you like. You nailed it. I, it's that. It's like a little creamy vibe to it, a little sweet mix in there with that bitter. But I, why I, wouldn't you just put cream? That's because that's, um, you know, it's that's adding... Maybe too many calorie, but the butter. Uh, the but- has Excuse calories. me, have you met butter? <laughs> don't criticize me. I just wanted to say you something. can't. Don't I'm just okay. To talk. Please put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> don't criticize me. I just wanted to say something. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so stupid. No, look, I I I want you to defend your um, oily sheened coffee. So it I looks think, so pretty on the top, didn't it, Mike? It, it was does. Like all it's like shiny. If you, if you wiggle it the right way, it almost creates like say images of things. It's very <laughs> wiggle very it. Just, yeah, like you, you can see around, the different like, colors in it. Exactly. It's like you can see the rainbow I feel like I'm on the, in the oil quantum slip. realm. It's yes. very nice. Oh my god. <laughs> He's going into Y'all the metaverse. Have, have of his lost your dang <laughs> mind. We're behind it. We love it. All right. So uh, they also, I just want to let you know, have it just sounds like like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oleato, there are there are several oleato drinks. Um, there is a oleato deconstructed. Oh, that word sounds so fancy. Oh no! It's olive oil with a squeeze of lemon. So lemon, olive oil, and coffee. Bleah! No thanks. All right. Remember the orange juice coffee we just tried. Yeah, no. Oh, I was fine with it. It was kind of like hot cider. No, God. All right. All right. Well, we'll try on Friday during Food Porn Friday right here on My Talk 1071. But when we come back, oh, we have a special guest to talk about the weather. Our good friend, Ren Claire from downstairs uh, Channel 5 will be with us to talk about the storm when we return right here on My Talk 1071.